change. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Cocktails and Culture podcast, where we enjoy some cocktails and have fun with the culture. This week, we will continue with building your at-home bar and obviously touch base on the culture and then talk about a subject which is near and dear to my heart, but it should be to yours as well, uh, friendship after the age of 30. I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast, I hope hope there's a lot of people, um, they are not over 30 yet but there are a lot of them that fucking are so we always i'm i feel like i'm just gonna do this series of episodes about it because friendship at this age is so nuanced and and so it's at a different level so i definitely want to get into it and the first thing we're going to start with hopefully we'll get through the top 10 ridiculous offensive things a person quote-unquote a friend can do to you to where you're like you know what i think it's time for us to just part ways as tragic as it is I do have to address the culture first and foremost um just because of everything that's taking place I don't want to put a bunch of bullshit I don't want to sandwich it between the bullshit um as far as Nipsey Hussle was I like a huge huge fan of his nah nah it wasn't I probably knew about three or four songs honestly um but that's really fucking it I mean, he had some bops that got my attention, but what really did it for me for him was the work that he was doing in his community in Los Angeles, specifically Crenshaw, and that he was a family man and a man of the people. So it hit me different and not just because of how he passed, but being in California and specifically more being in Southern California as well. I mean, like I listened to fucking big boy in the morning and shit, and they were like crying on the radio. And it's just a shame on how he was taken, you know, especially when he seemed to be like getting put into like this orbit, like just you saw him everywhere. Like when I saw him at the Rock Nation brunch, I was like, okay, all right, Nip, you out here moving. Um, I don't want to go over like the morbid details of how he lost his life and sidebar what the fuck is up with these mini snuff films like what the fuck is up with people these days that everybody wants to be the next Zapruder or some shit and if you don't know who Zapruder is like google it but like people are purposely like wanting to catch these grisly deaths and then you want to post it like who the fuck why would you post it and more importantly who the fuck is watching that shit I refuse to watch anybody's murder I don't want to see that shit I really don't I don't want to see anybody's corpse that shit ain't doing it for me. Like, motherfuckers are sick. Like, this social media has got people all ass backwards. Either way, we lost a really good man who was an integral part to the culture. And not just from a music standpoint, but just being an activist at, on his own level. Like, wanting to empower our brothers who came out of prison. Like, that's within itself, that's monumental to be able to have, be a young man specifically a a man of color but more specifically a black man coming out of prison and you don't have to worry about where your next dollar is coming from you don't have to worry about you know wearing the 3x uh, tall white tee and shit that you wore when you went in looking like a clown like that scene from i'm gonna get you sucker with homeboy get out of jail (laughs) and he thinks he's the man but he got that fucking super fly suit on i don't know maybe i'm dating myself but to come out with that peace of mind that your homeboy got you like you got 
a couple, most likely, of course, you got some money waiting for you. You got clothes like that shit. It eases the tension of being brought back into the world. So losing someone like that is hard. You know, his plan was to give Crenshaw back to his people. And how can you not respect that? So I definitely want to send prayers to his family and I want to send all the destruction to his enemies. And I wish that we all learn something from his selflessness. You know, we've got to learn to preserve our culture and those who are our heroes of it. We've got to learn that because without preservation, it's lost. And that's what happened in the past. That's how we lost rock and roll. That's how we lost jazz. That's how we lost real, the true soul of R&B. We lost a big part of our culture that we created because we on some bullshit. So we got to do better. Okay. Now that I've said that, it's back to the bullshit. So what I decided to drink was called an English marmalade. I have a lot of shit going on tonight and everything revolves around gin. So I'm having to find different ways to jazz this shit up. I wasn't excited about this cocktail either. Like not everything seems delicious and not everything is like, oh, that shit about to be fucking baller. Like it ain't. So when I saw this one, I was like, what the fuck? But and this is what I talked about previously. If I'm buying shit for this podcast, for this Instagram page, and I'm spending my money, I'm going to fucking continue to use it. So if I got to find a way to put used to orange marmalade, I'm not fucking Carol Brady. I'm not putting no motherfucking marmalade on shit. But if I got to put used to it, I am. So I found the orange mar marmalade cocktail and it's not bad. Honestly, it really isn't. Um, the things that it includes is obviously gin. It's including a Campari, which I already have. And I've used that in a bunch of different cocktails on the page. That's at Cocktails and Culture 1. At Cocktails and Culture, the number one on Instagram. Um, fresh lemon juice and orange bitters. I think I fucked up and put regular bitters in this. That's probably why it's more bitter. Whatever. So what you do is um, you get a, a shaker. You take a spoonful of orange marmalade. I know. Let's calm your tits and settle your tea kettle. Don't get freaked out by the marmalade. You don't, it, it, you don't really taste it like that. Like you really don't. You get a spoonful of marmalade and then you're going to take uh, two ounces, <laughs> two ounces of gin. And then you're going to stir in the shaker. You're going to stir until the marmalade pretty much just dissolves where you really can't see it anymore. So boom, right there. No more marmalade. So you stir it until the marmalade dissolves. And then after that, you go ahead and you add in the rest of the ingredients, which is a fourth of an ounce of Campari, half an ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice and a dash of bitters, orange bitters. It's my surprise. I guess I misread this. You shake it all and you strain in a chilled glass. Now, I know a lot of people may not be able to do this, but you if you are able to try to have a chilled glass on deck at all times. Like I have a chilled beer mug and a chilled glass in my freezer at all times because you never know when you have to get fucking fancy. 
That's just a little tidbit. And then boom, you have an English marmalade. I have, I am drinking it right now. I think I'm sweating. That two ounces of gin, like off the rip, just is doing this for me right now. Um, and I'm obviously going to post it on the Cocktails and Culture one at Cocktails and Culture, the number one on Instagram. And that way you can go ahead and come along with it and get it in. Okay. So back to the at-home bar. Last week. Okay. Let's pause. At this point, this is the sixth episode of Cocktails and Culture. To anyone who is brand new to the podcast, just stop listening right now and go back to the beginning. Listen to them all, and then I can meet you here. It's not a problem. Like, stop right now. Like, now. Because what? Because I'm guilty of this as well. When I start listening to a new podcast, if it's like 37 fucking previous episodes i'm not listening to every single one of them like i'm guilty of that shit especially if they're like an hour and a half two hours like what? unless your shit is just witty as fuck like some motherfucking ron burgundy shit i'm not going back and listening to all the motherfucking episodes so i don't want to be that person where it's like you know hey i'm on episode 78 go back and listen to the first one no fuck that but i definitely want you to go and listen to previous episodes so you can really understand the culture behind cocktails and culture and how i get the fuck down right right okay so throughout the podcast i have been going over how to build an at-home bar and last week we stressed the need of white rum and in the home so I say let's continue with the at-home liquors you must have. Motherfucking gin. Ginny, ginny, gin, 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 gin. I cannot explain how much I just adore gin. Like, just, I fucking love it. I do. And I know motherfuckers love to say why they hate something or bring up that one time they had too much seagrams and woke up in the snow at 6 a.m. outside of their parents' house over Thanksgiving break of freshman year of undergrad and ruined the whole Thanksgiving holiday. Because that's random. That's what people say sometimes. But this ain't that hose. Gin is an amazing, flagrantly fragrant, elegant spirit. And it shall garner your fucking respect. My goal out of all of this is just bring gin back to the culture. I mean, like, we used to fuck with gin so hard. Like, gin used to be our shit, right? Right? It's the shit. I, I'm actually going to listen to that when I get done with this. Uh, Snoop really used to like ride on that shit hard. Except for he bigged up Tangeray in the song. And Tangeray is trash. Like that shit tastes like old lady perfume. Like Avon perfume. Like that, that off-brand shit. That's like, <laughs> that's like name like, you know, Springs, Touch, Winter's Kiss and shit. Like it's, it's Tangeray is garbage. Like I'll, no. Fuck that. There are a ton of other brands, but I don't. If you fuck with Tangeray, all blessings to you. Get it in. Enjoy that shit. Myself, I'm not fucking with it at all. So, ugh, so gross. But 
as you all know right now, that my go-to brand, aside from local brands distilled out here, is Bombay Sapphire. Like, it's a great dry gin. It has the the juniper notes. And, I mean, shit, the word gin is pretty much derived from the word juniper berries. Like, it literally is. Look that shit up if you think I'm lying. Like, some of y'all never took etymology in high school, and I can tell. Look it up. Gin equals juniper. So you really want to go with, for starters, if you're like sitting out here like, okay, well, she said get gin, which one? If I'm going to recommend anyone to get, start off with Bombay Sapphire. Do that shit. It'll work. Because I know you, you, that's what you want to know. What the fuck? Which one are we going to do? So... We have to understand what the uses of gin are for. The most popular thing for gin is a martini. My dad always told me, if you see someone drinking gin, or I'm sorry, excuse me. He said, if you see someone drinking a martini, they are a straight up motherfucking alcoholic because a martini is straight up liquor and more liquor. Which is fine. But no, Bombay is a London dry and that's the primary type of gin you would use. And that's the type of gin that goes into martinis is the dry gin. So Bombay Sapphire is a London dry. Beefeater is dry. Um, Beefeater has juniper notes, but it's a bit citrusy too. Um, So that's why, that's why both of them works with lime because both of them have citrus notes underlying. Um, Then there is like a really fuck fucking hipster shit which is Plymouth Plymouth is like the most hipster fucking gin I've ever seen like that shit looks like if you buy it they'll they'll give you a free pair of like mustard yellow corduroy pants and shit it's, it's nuts but um it is it, it is sweeter and it's not bad. It really isn't. And then there's Hendrix. And Hendrix is a newer type gin because it has different notes that aren't juniper based. Hendrix is actually made with cucumber. So if you do a cucumber, mint, and lime and you can use Hendrix, that'll fucking work as well. Like these are the different brands you can go to to help yourself. But if you're saying, okay, you know, we've already done the glasses and I've had the one liquor that I, I love and we have... You know, all the extra shit that I've gone over in all these different episodes, the liqueurs, the glassware, then, okay, let's talk about the actual liquors you have to have, even though you may not fuck with it. If you're looking to actually up your cocktail game and if you want to entertain people, you got to have something else more than just fucking Crown Royal. I fucks with Crown. Okay, fine. Fuck with Crown all you want to, but you know, you're not 17. Like, let's have a more refined palate. Like, there are people who wouldn't mind a gin cocktail, but is that their go-to every night? No, and that's fine. This is America. Get that shit in. But you can't just have this one liquor and that's it. Let's not do that shit. Fuck that. Fun fact, I have yet to try the original Bombay gin. There is one. It's like in a regular bottle. like a, it's, a, it's in a Bombay bottle, but it's like a green and white label. And that shit, that shit, I mean, the only thing I know about it is that it has lower alcohol content and less flavor. Nah, I'm good. That shit looks raggedy as fuck. I, I'm, if I'm going to drink, why would I go for the less 
delicious, less alcoholic version. Like, I, you ain't gonna sell me on that shit. I'm, 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 no, I'm fucking good. So, I just, I want people to kind of like take this serious though. Like, we gotta branch out. And no one has to have like the extreme at home bar the shit that fucking like rotates and all these different type of liquors. You ain't got to have all that. But if you spend $30 on one bottle of gin and that shit lasts last you for like six months, ain't it worth it? So when you think like, damn, you know what? I'm I'm scrolling on Instagram and at Cocktails and Culture One, they post another cocktail. Oh, it's a gin cocktail. Oh, guess what? I've been following along and I dig that shit and I got all those ingredients at the house. Fuck, let's get it popping. And I'm actually doing a live tonight, forcefully. Um, so big up to my homegirl, Michelle, at Jess Shellen. That's J-A-S-T, whatever the fuck I can't remember, so I don't care. But she's doing an event tonight where she's just getting a bunch of ladies together. And they're going to just go to a hotel and just drink and have a sister circle. It's just going to be really positive. But we're also going to include making craft cocktails. And for this event, she had to buy a big-ass bottle of chartreuse. And guess who's going to have fucking chartreuse the rest of the year? Michelle is. And guess who's going to be able to make fucking cocktails with chartreuse now? Michelle. Good for her. Now that we're like getting back, getting down to the brass tacks of the building at home bar, that portion is not going to be so big. And if you notice that I'm drinking a cocktail with ice now, it's because I pressed stop and I made another drink. Yeah, I did. The fuck I look like? Shit. Get it popping. So now we're going to get to the shit. Let's get to the shits. Okay, we probably won't get into the entire top 10 list. I'll probably do five now. And the five I'll do now is because I did a poll on Instagram. I asked a few people and there were some people that actually gave me a really good feedback about it. So I definitely want to include their input on it. So the number 10 thing out of the top 10, and this isn't really in any specific order, but obviously the lesser transgressions are at the bottom because those are the things I feel like if your friend is doing, you can bounce back from that shit. You and them can work on that shit and you guys can get better together. Um, actually at Aquila, your realtor, she was the first one to comment on the question and answer portion I did on Instagram. And she said, what are the, one of out of the, what are the things, excuse me, because I'm drinking now. What are the things that makes you want to stop hanging out with someone or stop being a friend with someone? And she said, toxicity. And that shit's real as fuck. Whenever time you hang out with somebody, they're mean, they're nasty, they're angry. They're bringing your vibrational frequency down because they're in a shitty mood. And, hurt people hurt like that fucking shit is real like every time you talk to somebody and they bitch and they moan and they complain and they scowl and it's like what the fuck is wrong with you bitch like everyone loves a bit of shade and petty hell like some 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 case of my friends they love that shit like i'm a full-blown whole ass raw asshole but when it comes to going out i feel like i'm a good time like i may talk shit and i may scowl too but I'm enjoying myself, but there's a big difference between 
I'm chewing ice. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm not. There's a big difference between a little abrasiveness and just all out toxicity. And that's something you cannot have in a friendship because toxicity is literally just like a degree of being toxic. It's destructive. It's dangerous. It's environmentally unfriendly. So then you think, who the fuck ha has, has people like that around? R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. Like most of the time, people don't even realize how toxic someone is until it's like too late. And obviously a situation like murder isn't like, you know, that bitch you went to middle school with more than likely isn't going to murder you. But that shit can affect your path in life because you're too busy fucking around with somebody who's negative. You doing that bullshit that they doing and you not going this place or not doing that because they don't want to go. And you're, you're missing out on amazing opportunities. And that shit is hindering your growth. Cause you fucking around with someone toxic. That's just bullshit. I mean, like toxic toxicity is masked. Like you, sometimes you don't even know someone's actually whole ass toxic because they're always in a bad mood. And then you just brush it off because you're thinking, Oh, well they had a hard time at work or their mom, mom's just tripping or, you know, the girl left, the girl left them and they're always shitty, but you don't realize they're just a toxic person with toxic traits. And they're not a victim of circumstances. They're just a full ass bitch. So shit goes wrong for them. They're going to stay shitty. They're one of those people. When if they have a shitty day or if they don't get that raise at work or they can't get that car, or they can't go on that trip or they broke as hell, then they are fucking in a bad mood and they let that shit bleed onto everyone else around them, including you. So the number 10 thing is toxicity. You cannot have toxic people around you. And that, that don't just go for friends. That go for family too. I'm real about that shit. I will cut a motherfucker out. Just because we share a few strands of DNA doesn't mean that you get a pass for being a dick. That old school mentality. We got to stop that shit. Oh, family's got to be family. Fuck that shit. No, it don't. Now, if you are family, you're, you're being family and have been family then great. You absolutely right. I got you. But if you're not really being family and just because my mom and my dad, you know, they had two children instead of one and we share the same set of parents. I mean, you get a motherfucking pass. I know you don't, you don't get a matter of fact, you're held to a higher standard and a higher regard because I know how you grew up and that's how I hold my family. Cause I'm quick to go on or like, my family on social media, they on some bullshit saying some, saying some dumb shit. Y'all life is rough and I'm struggling. No, the fuck you want? What the fuck you mean you were struggling? No, you weren't. Shut up. You're spoiled rotten. I got family who do that shit all the time on social media. Oh, you don't know the struggle. I'm like, fool. I remember you being 17 years old with a fucking Caprice, a Chevy Caprice with rims that were 21 inches and your go-to line was my rims is older than me and you weren't doing shit but just going to high school so I'm not buying that shit gotta cut off the toxic people how do you know someone's toxic okay let's I'll break it down after you get done hanging out hanging out with them or interacting with them whether that be a phone conversation or text messaging whatever if you feel worse after that, that motherfucker might be toxic. 
if you automatically in a bad mood or if you notice yourself not being able to rise to your own potential, <laughs> come on. Like you're missing you're missing out on opportunities and you only missing out on opportunities because you're with a specific person. That motherfucker may be toxic. If this person isn't making you better, they may be toxic and you have to just reevaluate things. So number 10, toxicity, boom. Number nine, number nine, doing the fucking most. And this is an all encompassing term. Everyone knows that person who does the fucking most, who does the fucking most all the time. And it could be just anything. That person where it's like, hey, you know, you're going to go grab some food and a bitch show up in damn near a ball gown, a, a, a cat suit and shit. Bitch, where are you going? Doing the most. The guy that you real cool with, that you came up with, and this motherfucker got a Beijing beard and a Beijing line and shit, looking like Spice Adams, like, who, where the fuck you going? What is, what is we doing? Or that one person who has to put everything on social media. I mean, you can't even go out and, and cheers for a round of shots because that motherfucker got to put it, pull their phone out and do it for the snap. That person, you know, when you riding around in the car and a good song come on and it's nice out, the window's down, they got to pull their fucking phone out and shit. And they have all the 45 followers doing the fucking most being over dramatic, just doing the most for no fucking reason. Like, or the person who documents everything all the time, like, you know, what's going on exactly in their life because you get it from social media directly. Like, get, like what, what are we talking about? Like, dude, like the person who is having, who has to take pictures of everything they fucking eat all the time. Like, oh, you're 35 years old. You're supposed to be able to have steak for dinner from time to time. And you out here having regular ass sirloin and you're putting a picture of it. Like, calm the fuck down. Every time you go out and it's an, it's an event, getting ready, yeah, you've seen me, yeah. Like, you do the fucking most. Or even when, when a mild obstacle comes into their fucking life, everything is a goddamn travesty. Like, it's dynasty. Like, they don't know how they're going to fucking go on. The guy didn't call them back, so now all of a sudden they're crying and they don't know what to do, and now you got to come over. Like, you met them once. What the fuck? Oh, so what? Who cares? They are people like that. They are energy vampires. They are goddamn Dracula of your energy. And you can't have people like that around all the time. You can't. Doing the most. The person who, it's just always the extreme where you go out and you're drinking and they got to drink all the fucking liquor. And that ain't in the bathroom throwing up and shit because they couldn't say no. And they're over the age of 30. They still drinking like they were drinking at 17, 18. I know the age of drinking is 21, but let's be real. Like I said, I was the one who brought the Hennessy at a sleepover in sixth grade. That bullshit out of him. Which I don't like. That's not a cool thing. It wasn't. It's actually quite terrifying. But um, but yet here I am drinking gin because I'm elevating. I'm refined. But yeah, that person who has to do the most, or the person who fucking they have to match like the fucking. 
the 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 Ferragamo belt and shit with the t-shirt or the champion from head to toe. Like you do the fucking most all the fucking time. Why? That shit, and even though it may not be an automatic negative, but that shit is like, like I remember once, and this girl wasn't even my friend. She was a friend of a friend. Sidebar, friends of friends are the goddamn enemy to life. I swear to God, you may have someone that you know and love and you will ride or die for them. But the per- that other friend they have, you always think, why the fuck is she cool with her? She is a hot fucking mess. Your homeboy's like, yeah, man, I'm going to bring Terrence around. Terrence is a goddamn square. I hate him. He's stupid. Like, uh, I hate friends of friends. If my close friends say, oh, I'll, I am that person. And anybody who knows me will, will, will actually, they will get on the fucking witness stand. And they can attest. I am that person. When you ask me, hey, you want to go out? Or, okay, who all going? Who all going to be there? Because if it's that one motherfucker I don't fuck with, that loud bitch all the time with them nails and ratchet, I'm not going nowhere with her. Because she do the most. Because she's still wearing these horrible ass strip eyelashes. Shit. That fucking elephant from motherfucking Sesame Street. She had them um, Tokyo Tony eyelashes and shit. I don't fuck with her. You know that. Don't bring her around me. Hey, friends of friends. I digress. I had a friend who brought a friend out and we went to this party and, you know, I had a cute little French connection dress on ow, and she had a cute little dress on, you know, some, you know, cotton joint cute. Mm, ow. And her friend came out with a full blown ass 2000 pussycat dolls corset on and like a ruffle skirt. And like a trench coat on. Like that bitch was like. I was like. What the fuck is going on right now? I was like. Is anybody? And no one wanted to acknowledge this bitch was out here in her drawers. Like I was like. Am I the only one? And everyone kept telling me to shut up. Like I was being irrational. That this bitch had on a fucking corset. And it wasn't even the nice ones from like Charlotte Russe. That dropped back in the day. That was like $50. Like that shit was from like. I don't fucking know. Rainbow. Or like the little hair store, the beauty supply store. You know, they sell clothes sometimes too at the ones in the hood. It was, it was like, I couldn't believe that bitch. Or the girl who wears too much makeup. Like, my mother tell, told me something early on in age. And if you like it, agree, agree. If if not, you take offense, look in the fucking mirror and reevaluate some things. She told me you can never trust a woman who wears too much makeup or not enough. So if you're at a like a black tie event and you walk in that shit looking like barefaced Becky, you've killed puppies before. I'm convinced. What where the fuck is your makeup? Or if you out here on a Wednesday morning and you got a whole ass smoky eye and a contour, bitch, what the fuck is your problem? I do not trust hoes who wear too much makeup but not enough. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know there are girls out there like skin popping. I sc- Fuck that shit. You are a fucking adult. Refine yourself. Put on some fucking liner. Put on some a nice little bit of concealer, a nice little powder, a nice little lip and keep it popping. Not everybody has to have stage makeup all the time. And for the ones who have stage makeup all the time when they're out on stage, like, one of my 
well, she's not one of my favorite drag queens, actually. She's kind of fucking weird. Um, Mystique Summers said it the best and said there's no reason why a regular, natural-born woman, her getting ready process should not mirror minds. I'm a grown-ass man impersonating a woman. I got to put in work. So why should my routine and regimen be the same as yours? And I wholeheartedly fucking agree. Like, I love a good beat. I love a good beat. I love putting on the primer, putting on some, you know, fucking spot corrector and concealer and letting that shit bake and eyelashes. And I love that shit, but I still resemble a real woman. I'm not out here like these hoes be out here beating they shit. You don't, you're not going to perform like Boem. And I hate to keep bringing that shit up again, but once again, you're not going to perform like Boem at the fucking Met. Why, why are you painting it for the back fucking stage? You're not out here fucking doing pirouettes in a Bob Mackie gown. You're not on fucking Broadway, bitch. Calm that shit. And I'm rambling. I know I'm rambling. Maybe it's the gym. Maybe not. But and I'm pretty sure a lot of fellas can agree that that shit's mad unattractive too. Like you meet a girl and she just has way too much fucking makeup on. And and these motherfuckers. I will dedicate a whole episode to a lace front. Don't play me. They don't look good on nobody. When Meek Mill said black women need to stop saying lace fronts, I was like... Amen, brother. Like I have, I think my homegirl, Nola Darling, who's like the, the worst per fucking person on Instagram, but the best at the same time. She's hilarious. She sent me a video, I think today, actually, of an actual halfway decent lace front. But that's the only time I've seen one. The rest of them are like, they're trash. And I'm, I'm uh, Lace fronts are doing the most as well. Bitch, why are you in a lace front? Just get a regular somewhere. It's okay. Or get a regular wig. But why you got to get the lace? The lace, it never blends. No one's laces look. What lace? Bitch, that one. Right there. Doing the most. She's going to kill me, but I have to bring it up. I have a friend who, once again, friends of friends are, friends of friends are the enemies. And her friend, she invited her friend to a happy hour event. You know, just, you know, five, five to eight, you know. Just chill shit. So she wore a nice little blazer, nice little blouse. Her friend wore a see-through tank top with pasties. And for those who don't know what pasties are, Little Kim at the MTV Music Awards that one year with the titty out with the one little seashell covering the nipple, that's a pasty. So she wore that out to a happy hour of it. That's doing the most, folks. Moving on. This one was a good one. Uh, my coworker turned friend, which is weird because people you work with are like their colleagues, and I like to keep work separate from my actual life. But sometimes you actually work with the people that are somewhat decent, and you can't help but just be like, you know what? I want to see you after hours. We need to be cool. So, Sammy, my work friend slash actual friend, like, she's like, this bitch put the wallpaper up in my bedroom. Yes, I have wallpaper in my bedroom. I'm a fucking lady. And my husband, you know, he'll, as long as he can sleep somewhere, he don't care what it look like. So she said, your friend being a dog. And I love this shit. This is huge, especially when it comes to the fellas. Like, if your homeboy doesn't even have any sense of loyalty to the person he lays down with at night, what makes you think he's going to be loyal to you? Like he, like 
there's a woman somewhere with three of his fucking kids and he out here butterflying on other bitches and you think he gonna he gonna ride or die for you shit and more importantly why you ain't held him accountable like as you get older there's some points you gotta be like i don't want to be involved in this foolishness like if you want to be out here hoeing in the streets be a hoe but don't like because of course at one point his lady's gonna cook or have a cookout or be a party and she's gonna show up and now you gotta look her in the face like, don't give me that it ain't your business it ain't your business because i i've heard that a lot from my, my guy friends where they know that their homeboy is dogging this lady out and they always are quick to say that's none of my business but it's like at that point are you just not his real friend then because once again as i said last in last week's episode quoting the great auntie ayala Vezant, when your friend doesn't tell you the truth it's a betrayal so y'all not really friends then Like I've had friends where story time back and I was back in high school and this is when I was a, I was a real savage. There was a girl that I did not like and I hated I, to this day. I fucking hate her. Like, like literally it's like, it's a deep like for real, for real. I hate this bitch. I hate her face. I hate her hair, I hate her stupid teeth. I hate this raggedy bitch. She's not raggedy, but fuck her. She was a liar. I can't stand a liar. And I wouldn't even put lying on this list because I feel like that's just, a flawed character trait you can't even fuck with. She was just a, a, a terrible liar. Just lied about dumb shit. Like, she would lie about being at places that she wasn't. Lied about, like, totally just, just make up fucking things that never happened. Like, not even, like, fudging facts. Just make up a whole... Like, can you imagine someone telling you, yeah, you know, girl, I met Beyonce. You know, I was... I, I went to Coachella, and, you know, I helped her choreograph her whole Coachella routine. Bitch, I ain't never seen you do the Roger Rabbit. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Like that type of lies. Just outrageous lies. So anyway, I hate her. But I hated her a lot. Like I hated her. I talk a lot of shit and I may manhandle a man for getting slick with me, but I'm not a, like, I don't feel good about fighting a woman. I don't. I know I'm, I know I'm bigger. I know I'm stronger and rolling around with some bitch on the ground, tussling and shit. That's not something I want to do. But I pulled up to this bitch house. And I wasn't alone. My homegirl couldn't. I'm not going to say her name. Because she probably doesn't want me to say her name. But she was with me. I pulled up to this bitch house. Waiting for her to come outside. Because I was, I was going to beat the brakes off her. I can't stand her. But she was dating this guy. That at the time I was very close with. And he was a nerd. The first half of high school. And then he had his growth spur. He became more athletically inclined. He was a track star. He was like. He was becoming like. Excuse my non- black listeners but he was becoming that nigga like he was and i told him that shit i said you about to your stock is about to skyrocket you're gonna be so popular now you're like bitches are gonna be falling all over you i literally said that shit because that's how i talk and he was like yeah i was like you know get this shit like get it in and he decided to instead of just reaping the benefits of being you know a very successful athlete in our great high school he decided to go wife up this bitch and I told him not to. I said, you don't want to be with her. You don't. I was like, she ain't even popular anymore. Like, I personally made sure she wasn't popular anymore. Like, I verbally assassinated her in front of a group of people. She's not popular. So why are you being with her? But he did it anyway. Whatever. But not only did he start dating her, but he kept cheating on her. I mean, just aggressively cheating on her. Just, it was like, I couldn't believe the shit I was seeing. Like, she would be walking down the hallway and he would grab a girl's hand and, like, dip off and run to let the girl suck him off somewhere. 
Like in front, like this shit would happen. Like, I mean, it was just so egregious and disrespectful. I was like furious. Like I, and I'm talking to the homeboys. Cause I was with all the guys. And I'm like, is anyone going to tell her? No, nah, man, shit. That's him. And granted, we were all teenagers at the time. So I don't hold them accountable for that. But I was like, yo, I got to tell her. Like, this is disgusting. It's been like eight different girls. They're laughing at her. Like she sits alone on the bus and she like, she, like we can't do this. We can't. And for those who are wondering, these are all black people too. And so I told her, I said, look, I know we're not talking, we're not friends, but homeboy's like, that one time you think that he was running from you on purpose, he was running from you because he was like with one girl and she got a train ran on her and he was definitely there. And she thanked me. She totally thanked me, confronted him. And of course, what do you think happened? Tell Right now, tell me what happened. What do you think? What What do you think the outcome was? Yeah, she, no, she no, she left him. She left him, dumped him, and that was it. I'm fucking bullshitting you. She stayed with him, and guess who was the goddamn bad guy? Vertina Savage was the bad guy. That's my government name, my maiden government name. If anyone who's wondering, I was the bad guy, and more importantly. When I told her, all the guys co-signed. Because all the guys were trying to smash the girl too. So they all co-signed. Like, yeah, your man's cheating. Yeah, yeah, they was trying to get in. And when the dude found out that I told her, do you know what this bitch, I'm sorry, second time in the podcast, I don't want to do it. But you know what this bitch ass nigga did? He told everybody he wanted to beat my ass. That's a natural reaction to have towards a woman. He said, I'm going to beat up Vertina. <laughs> I was like, oh, ho, nigga. Okay, shit. <laughs> I will shoot you. He's a great father and a great husband, and the girl's doing very well as well. So you can't be friends with someone who is a dog. Like, it it, it creates such static. Like, if I, I, I don't, me personally, I don't want to be in a position where I'm out with you and your significant other, and I know you're doing the wrong. I have cut off friends, like put push them over. Like one of my best friends pushed them to the side because this motherfucker was doing their significant other very dirty. And I and I didn't even know their significant other like that. I didn't I was never even around their significant other like that. But I was just like, I don't really approve of this. Like I can't ride with you on this. You're fucking wrong. You you are. Like when I for real for real found out and they for real for real confessed to me what they were doing, I was like no, I'm good. I can't be around, I can't be involved in any of this because at some point I am going to have to face your significant other and I'm not a liar and I'm not a deceitful person. Like I'm a lot of things. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not, I'm not underhanded. I'm not conniving because guess what? Well, at some point your significant other is going to find out you were cheating and they're going to find out that I knew and now I'm an accomplice. Fuck that shit. I don't, mm -mm. I do enough shit on my own that I don't need to be accomplice and accomplice in anyone's bullshit. So to my male listeners, and you can obviously, I don't like men DMing me, but you can DM me this. Why do you continue to be friends with someone who's a dog? Because it's more rampant in men than it is women. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong and I'm generalizing and I do hate to do that, but women are more inclined to be like, girl, you fucking up. Girl, I don't, I can't, mm -mm, cause, because you get, it gets messy. 
because the chickens always come home to roost. Summertime, the living's easy. The fish are jumping and the cotton is high. Everything always comes back around. And it's like, I don't want to get caught up in your bullshit. And more importantly, lying and cheating, that's another trait of toxic behavior. You want to know what toxicity is? Is that shit. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm at Deborah's house. I, first of all, I don't know any woman named Deborah. I think my mom's first cousin name is Deborah. I know no one named Deborah, but <laughs> I'm at Deborah's house. And there, no one's name is Deborah, except for like one Deborah I know. But bear with me. I'm drinking. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at Deborah's house. And Deborah runs into Daryl, and Daryl's like, yeah, you know, Sheila's at your house. Oh, okay, yeah, now you're making shit. Like, it's too fucking much, especially post 30. I ain't got time to be lying for you. I, I ain't got time to lie to nobody. I lie to. Like, literally, I lie to nobody. I ain't got time for it. What, what the fuck? What the fuck am I lying to you for? I don't even lie at my job. I'm way too motherfucking qualified and well-paid. I'm fucking... What am I lying to you for? I'm not coming in because I want to. Except when I'm job hunting. I do lie. This is so good. Oh, my gosh. I want to make another one, but I'm going to get really drunk. But yeah, you definitely cannot be friends with someone who isn't loyal to their significant others. It's it's impossible. And if you and you if you have if you have that in you to be disloyal, I don't want you around me. Because when 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 is that moment going to come for you when you're going to realize that you don't want to be loyal to me anymore? And I've seen you do it to other people. It's the same thing when you're, when, when men or women start dating someone that is cheating on their significant other with them. Like, what the fuck, why the fuck would you do that? Like, you see how they get down and you see what they're capable of and then you get with them anyway. Like, you know, they're going to do that same shit to you. Or even if they never do that same thing to you, you're never going to rest easy because you know they have it in them and what level of deceit they have. They're like, these liars, they're like fucking Jafar. Yeah. Fucking Jafar. Like, that's what you are. You're Jafar. You out here trying to just overthrow me. Like, you got a scepter and shit. Fuck that. I don't need people like that. <sighs> number seven. And I think we're going to end on number. We're going to end on number seven, actually. I like this. I like these. I like this. Number seven. Selfishness. There is nothing, and I forgot who gave me selfishness as an example. Girl, I am so sorry. I, you know who you are, because you did give me you, you did give me this one. This was a good one. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. I can't stand a me 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 ho. I cannot. Where it's all about them. A Mister Me Too. Where you say, girl, you know, I got a promotion at work. Oh, girl, okay, that's good because you know I was up for a promotion. Alright. Hey man, you know I got these new Jordans, man. You know, I'm really excited about it. Well, you know, shit, I got two of those, you know, before when they first came out. Okay. Hey, you know, me and my man we're gonna go out tonight. Oh, but I really wanted you to come over because you know I want to do a girls' night and like they it's all about them. Their selfishness. They they are just they need all of your attention. And even if you're doing regular shit, even being clean, it, it, when you have regular shit to do, they feel a way about that shit. I've had friends like that before where I had to let go. Good ass fucking girls. Where I'm like, bitch, I got a whole ass regular life too. 
So you shouldn't feel away because I'm going to do A, B, and C. It's not how that go. You should be happy for me. I have one friend who honestly, the moment I met my husband, then, you know, my then boyfriend, shit changed because I wasn't at her every beck and call because she would want to hit me up. Let's go here. Let's go here. Come over, come over, come over. And obviously, and that's a part of that's my fault because obviously you have to set boundaries and people are only going to get away with what you allow them to. But the second I got a man and got busy, bitch changed her tune. She felt away. Like, no, I can't go drink with you from 5 to 11.30 at night. Three times a week. Like, no, I have other things to, I have to actually tend to. And that wasn't enough. People do that shit a lot. People have selfish friends a lot. And that's when it becomes, once again, it's emotionally draining. And selfish people, guess what? They do the most. And I'm noticing all these traits are kind of intertwined. Because if someone's, if someone's doing the most, most likely they're selfish and, and, and they end up having toxic traits as well. They make you feel bad because you're not there for them. Once again, my, um, my Instagram Nola, she had a, she had a situation where she couldn't go be there for a friend because she had to go to a funeral and her friend felt a fucking way about it. And she had to go to a whole ass funeral. A family member of her passed away and she couldn't make it to be with her friend. And her friend was very, uh, like, it was a thing. That's selfishness. It's all about you. And a lot of women I know, I've never really had a selfish friend. Except for that one girl I met when I moved out here. But aside from that, and she was new. Like, I, that was a new girl. That was a new bitch. But I know a lot of women who have friends and who are still to this day consistently 10, 20 plus years friends with someone who's just fucking selfish. Who, when you have an event, when your child has their first birthday or or you're, you have your engagement party, they aren't there at all because whatever they had to do was more important. We all know those people. Oh, girl, well, you know, I got this to do. Or, girl, I got, oh, you know, now fuck that. What about me? And this isn't, once again, not gender specifics. I know males too who they, they go and... They'll get married and their male friend, their, their quote unquote, one of their best friends wouldn't even show up. Their, their close male friend hasn't even, has never been to their fucking home at all. Has never visited them. None of that shit. And then we have to try to unpack, which we will soon enough. What's the root of selfishness? Why are you so worried about you? Why can't you engage and enjoy my happiness in my life as well? What the fuck is up? Why does everything have to be about you? Why can't you just do this with me? Why is it what I'm doing not good enough for you? That's some motherfucking bullshit. If I if I'm having an event or 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 shit, even like the fucking the shit that I'm doing right now, my fucking podcast, and I'm like I'm gonna get personal, like the podcast. If I had a friend where I was like, hey, you know, listen to my podcast, check it out, let me know what you think, and they've never listened to that shit, I, I'm sorry, that's a red flag for me. Why the fuck have you not listened? I have episodes ranging from 20 minutes to fucking an hour. And you mean to tell me you can't give me that time to just give me some motherfucking feedback? There are people out there just like, I'm, I'm serious as fuck. There are people out there like that. And I hope that these top, these, these top tens, these topics 
are good enough for everyone that you can all realize that maybe they're red flags for you. Maybe that you're you're realizing that shit. She ain't shit. <laughs> like maybe like, damn, yeah, my homegirl, she is toxic and she is selfish and she does do the most. Like sometimes doing the most and being selfish goes hand in hand. Where you can't make it to an event or you can't go to her house and you can't be there for her. And now since she's crying and she says you're not a real friend and you've never been there. I've never experienced no shit like that because first of all, bitches ain't shit. Second of all, I have more male friends and the female friends that I do have either are assholes like myself or they tend to err on the more masculine side. Those are the ones I'm still friends with to this day. Because other friends I had, they've fallen by the wayside. And that's okay. Like when I say hoes ain't got friends, I know that we don't have friends and whether it be just because of growth and development or more specifically in my case, I relocated across the country. So the people that I've met out here have been just like by chance. Okay. No, no. My, one of my really best Judy's out here. Judy's is the LGBTQ term. Well, it's just a gay man term. My best Judy out here. I met her on Bumble. I did that shit. I sure the fuck did. I went on Bumble BFF and I swiped right and me and her. And that was a year ago. And we've been fucking rocking ever fucking since. I did that shit. I don't give a fuck. I'll put it out there. Why? Because look, my husband's my best friend and I love him. But when Rihanna drops a new bronzer, he don't give a fuck about that shit. He don't give a fuck about the new little place with the flowers in the window. When I say I want to go brunch there, it's so cute. They have the cutest little, you know, cucumber sandwiches and shit. He'd be like, ah, eh. he not rocking with that. So I want a woman out here that I can do cute shit with. That if I want to go shopping all fucking day, she's down. My husband ain't down for that shit. He ain't built to shop for real, for real. He ain't built to shop. He will go to fucking House of Hoops. To finish line. To champs. But he ain't built for this shit. He ain't built for Bloomies and Nordstrom's and back to Bloomies because I thought I missed something and then over to fucking Macy's. He ain't built for that. So I wanted a woman to be built for that. And I found one. And she's dope. She's a drunk. Unlike myself. So that's one of the fun facts about Valdez. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Like I want it, like I want to drink more, but I think that for these topics, I want to get other people. So I'm going to have actual guests coming up. So we'll see how that goes. And you can actually see and listen to the people that actually entertain my bullshit on a day-to-day basis. Because my smirk, my circle, smirkle, my circle is so fucking tight at this age that I'm at. Like I have probably like, it's probably six or seven people. And that's it. They just get my bullshit consistently. And I get theirs consistently as well. So I'm going to have a guest next week, hopefully. Because we know last time I got stood up. And hopefully that's not going to happen again. So obviously we're going to wrap everything up. I, and I can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop thanking and being appreciative of everyone who supports all of this, who who 
continues to support the podcast and and the Instagram page and everything that I'm doing. Once again, motherfuckers, all the shit that I'm doing, it ain't easy. It's not. It's very challenging. <laughs> I have to do a lot. But for the people that do support the way they do, I love you all for that. I do. And the people that take the time to listen to my podcast, I love you all for that. Like, none of this shit is simple. Easy, simple. I'm being very redundant because I'm kind of buzzing. But for the, those who do who do support, you have all of my gratitude. I do want to send a special, special shout out to my other sister sisters in podcast sisters in liquor sisters in wine uh at fab fresh and fly she does a bad and boozy podcast specifically geared towards wine and she shows me so much support and she listens to all the episodes and she comments and she's hilarious and it's her birthday so i definitely want to say happy birthday even though it's not her birthday by the time this shit drops but happy birthday boo bone um if you're listening to the listening to this, excuse me, on iTunes, because I am Team Android, come at me if you want to, ho. But I've been advised that you, on iTunes you have to leave a review, comment, rate it. Please, please, please rate and review. R and R me, R and R me, ho. And if we cool, cool. If you go to my people's peoples, don't be fucking stupid and say this shit is trash. Like, really give the honest opinion. Because believe it or not, once again, as I always say, I'm so open to feedback and I'm always open to constructive criticism because cocktails and culture is for us. And it's for us to be better. And if I'm not better, then y'all not better. Because we're real friends. And real friends help each other elevate. And if you don't tell the truth, it's a betrayal. Don't betray me, bitch. Don't be, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't be a betrayer. Be my ally. So if this shit's not right, then say, yo, it's not right. But if it's popping, say, I fucks with it. So once again, thank you for sticking by. And I'm so, I'm bugging out right now that the top 10 traits or, or, or things a person can do to make you stop being friends with them. We were only go able to go from number 10 to number seven which shows you how important this shit is. So I can't wait to get to some more next week, which we fucking will. And it was a rough week for me. I didn't post a lot just because the Nipsey hustle thing really just brought me down. It brought my vibrations down. I was really in a bad way and it just threw everything off. But I really should address what the fuck happened to me. Okay, before we wrap it up. This past Friday, I did a hashtag FTF, hashtag fuck this Friday, because my day was stupid. So let me get into that shit real quick. First of all, got up in the morning. I know I'm yelling by now, but whatever. Fridays are my day. One Friday a month, I give myself to really just go in. You know, because like I stated on my Instagram stories, my Instagram stories, them IG stories, be lit. If you, if you don't see a post on the page, get into the stories. I do intermittent fasting Monday through Thursday because I drink and I eat like a bitch and I have to have some type of discipline. So from the moment I wake up, which is between 5.45 and 6 up until 11.30, 12, maybe sometimes 1, I'm not eating any food. It's water or black coffee. Yeah, I drink black coffee because I, I'm planning a murder. I don't recommend it. But that's it. 
But on Fridays, it's one Friday. I'm like, you know what? I'm giving myself a treat. I'm going to have a cappuccino, not black coffee. And I'm going to have my breakfast burrito. The cappuccino, I enjoy. It's a Cinnabon cappuccino. And I realized recently they sell it at the janky, nasty ass gas station around the corner from my house. How janky and nasty is it, you say? I saw a man's penis a few weeks ago. He was outside. He was just pissing outside, you know, next to one of the pumps. Dick swinging in the air. What did I do? I just honk my horn. Like, what do you do? What, what am I going to get out the car and chase him? I don't fucking know. So, you know, it's a terrible gas station. But good coffee. So I got my cappuccino. So I went in Friday to get my cappuccino. Mm-mm-mm-mm, get my cappuccino. Boom. A water main busted. So they had to shut all their water off. No cappuccino for me. Great. But you know what? It's still Friday. I'm still going to get my breakfast burrito. Baller. Who cares? Disco. So I get in my car, commute, get to work. At my desk, getting everything set up. It's getting around 8 o'clock. I'm like, you know what? Because guess what? I have a meeting at 8.30, but I didn't prepare for it. I didn't take any notes on any of the emails because my teammate said, girl, I got you. She said, girl, I got you. I took all the notes. I will take care of us. Don't worry about it. Thanks. Insert white woman's name here. Perfect. So eight o'clock's rolling around. Let me get my breakfast burrito. Boom. Get in there. You want refire beans or black beans? You know what? I want black beans this time around. He looks me in the eye and slathers on refried beans in my face. Whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. All right. Give me some eggs. Give me some bacon. Give me some guac. Give me some, oh, yeah, sour cream, cheese. Yeah, Friday, YOLO, get it. And then the fire alarm goes off. And when you work in an office building, you know that sometimes fire alarms go off just as a test run or by error. Like they, they're never really, in, you know, intentional. So I'm just like, meaning that there's a real fire, you know, and I'm like, and it's going off. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. The kitchen manager, five foot, even five foot, even Filipino lady this day, I'm wearing heels. Mind you, I, I pulled these little booties out my fucking side closet. Ain't even look at them. Didn't even realize the cat done gnawed them all to hell. Cause they look busted as fuck. I ain't even, I literally they're in the garbage right now. They were not the business when, when the sun hit them, but whatever. I'm in them. I'm tiring over her. And she comes up to me. Hey, she sings talks. Hey, Miss Martina, how are you? I'm like, Oh girl, I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Do you think we need to leave? I said, no, I think this is just a test run. We're good. We're good. Okay. Have a good day. Bye girl. And so I'm finishing up my order. Mind you, the alarm is still going on. It's still loud as fuck. And he's like, should we stop? And I was like, no, we good. And she goes, Miss Bertina, I think we have to go. Little kitchen manager. I'm like, no, we good. Like, we good. And the guy is like finishing the burrito. And he's like, I think we should leave. I said, no, 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 no. I need more Pico. More Pico. Yeah, Pico. He's the Pico on. He's finally rolling and closing the burrito. Kitchen manager. Miss Bertina, I think we should leave. I'm like, no, we're fine. She goes, it's been three minutes. It's still going on. We should leave. That's No, I'm not. She's not a fucking android. She's not fucking, you know, small wonder. Like, no, this is how she talks. And I'm like, no, we good. Like, chill out. So then this little bitty woman gives me the come on bitch. The, you know what the come on bitch is. When they take your their their pointer finger and their thumb and they grab you by the elbow. 
and like the the escort you out. That's that was the move. She dragged got me out of there. I said, no, I gotta go. She goes, no, we have to leave. Let's go. And like she like broke the same talk and started speaking in solid words. So left my breakfast burrito. And then I had to exit in the back with the kitchen staff. Ew. Then I go outside. And of course, of course, why wouldn't it be motherfucking raining? And why wouldn't it? Because I got this stupid ass Artie Damier Louis Vuitton bag. That's the biggest fucking thing I've ever seen. I made the decision that, you know what? I'm not going to carry my purse. Mm-mm. I'm going to just take my wallet to the cafeteria. I don't need my big ass bag. So now I'm outside. I don't have my work badge. I don't have my keys. All I got is my phone and my wallet. So the nice little uh, contributor to our top 10 list, Sammy, I said, hey, girl, you you at work today? You got an umbrella? Some I'm getting rained on. She's not at work. She's not there. Great. So now I'm in the rain for about 20 minutes. Finally was able to start moving back into the building. Mind you, I'm wearing white jeans. So here y'all go. Finally get in. And I'm sorry. If you even think about fucking DMing me or making a comment about hashtag it never rains in Southern California, fuck you. This ain't Mars. It rains from time to time. Oh, fuck, fuck that bullshit. I hate that line. So I finally get in. Mind you, get in means in the building. I'm not even at my desk because I don't have my work badge. And because of, you know, shooters in 2019 being a shit show, security ain't letting me in because I don't have my fucking badge. They pull me aside, even though they know my fucking face. They have to get the HR manager, who I'm very close with, to come in because she's a sister. But do you think she just let me in? No problem. No, she scolds me in front of everybody and say, if you read those emails, because I don't read emails, if you read... Hence the meeting situation. If you read those emails, I, I've been telling everybody to wear their badges on their person at all times. And I'm like, bitch, let me in. Get in. Get back to my desk. Meeting's been postponed 15 minutes. Cool, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm about to go get this burrito back or have make me a new one. And guess who ain't came to work today? The coworker who said, girl, I got you. Got these notes. I was in that whole ass fucking meeting with my dick in my hands. Do I have a pee pee? I don't have a pee pee. No, but it's a it's a term. Like I I had shit. I had you know the free coffee they gave away. I had coffee in my hands. I had I had nothing to contribute. So that it was literally an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. My Friday morning, and then I get back to my desk after all this shit and my and my nail polish chipped. I'm out here looking raggedy as fuck. I had these raggedy shoes on that I didn't even fucking know. And they were Dolce Vita. They weren't like fucking, I don't know what the fuck kind of shoes hoes be wearing, but they were like Dolce Vita leather booties, but they were just like, the cat got to them and now they're gone. Boom. That was my Friday in a nutshell. So iTunes rate and review, tell your friends, share, repost, comment. Thank you so much once again for stopping by and thanks for coming with me and having fun with the culture and enjoying the cocktails.